You ready? I just swallow something. Can, okay, clear your throat. <clears throat> Can you remember? Three, two, one, go. Welcome back to Young American Podcast. Today, the guys have a big surprise for you as they've invited all their moms to the table for Mother's Day to discuss what it was like to parent a young American, or in my case, a young Chinese American. So if you want to join the conversation, you can email us at youngamericanmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Young American Pod. Perfect! That would be awesome if we Nathan, didn't catch that. Nathan, Nathan, clap again. one more time. One, two, three, clap. All right. Here we go. Okay, it's Mother's Day, Saturday before Easter. We're giving these gals <laughs> a chance to redeem themselves. So We have a special treat in store for you. The Mom, Mom Pod. Pod. All right. Mom Pod. Sci-fi. So to my left, I've got Rachel. Who are your children? My children are Britton and Chris Pendleton and Callie Pendleton-Ball. Hmm. Next to her is Miss Eva Sang. Oh, Eva Sang, and my kids are Stephanie Sang Vogel and Jonathan Sang. That's me. Who's your favorite? Oh, both of them are. <laughs> I gave you so way less quick. headaches than get... Steph, for sure. <laughs> Different kind. Hmm. <laughs> Different kind of headache. Next to Eva is Helen. Yep, Helen Music, and my kids are Nathan, Laura Saunders, and Will Music. All right, all right. <clears throat> Next to Helen is Kathy. Hello, my kids are Andrew Denmark, Eric Denmark, and Jody Denmark. Yeah. And what do you think about Andrew not showing up today? We'll have to talk about that. <laughs> I will say that we, <clears throat> trying to organize five people's schedules, most with kids, is pretty hard. Andrew had never been more excited about a pod <laughs> start time because he is old at heart and he goes to bed at uh, 8 p.m. <laughs> Too busy for the mom pod. <laughs> Too busy, yeah. So he was very, very excited about us starting at 9 a.m. Uh, and he was he was all about it. And then a few days ago, he was like, hey, sorry, mm-hmm. forgot about this. He's the hardest one to get here, and he's the only one without kids. Yeah, we, we told him <laughs> once that we were starting like around 8.30 or 9, and he was like, nine and we were all plugged in <coughs> sitting waiting for him to show up and he just we're all just looking at our watches and andrew finally scrolls in i i will say this about your son he's probably my favorite no offense to the five of us he's my favorite on on this pod because he is absolutely the most unique in his hmm. just worldview in his perspectives and his uh, comments so that he is i'm just so grateful in that podcast last year he didn't throw me under the bus thank you andrew <laughs> so on that no 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 he we just told some old stories we'll get into it here but on that subject i do <laughs> I, w- I went back and listened and maybe we could have been a little bit more <laughs> kind <laughs> it was like a mom tribute and like this is how my mom disciplined me <laughs> that's a great the pants yes yeah, I got to ask you about the mm-hmm. pants. But first off, just to lead off, Kathy, <laughs> what was it like raising a difficult child? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, 
he was so creative and <laughs> wonderful. And I'm just glad he came first. If he had come second, I think I would have been so proud of my parenting. And <laughs> this, this was a good entry into parenting. Good Lord keeping you humble. Amen. <laughs> Jody, Jody may never have come if he'd been second. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Like, never doing this again. No. Helen, pro or con trick-or-treating? <laughs> oh, I was totally con <laughs> trick-or-treating. <laughs> that knew you'd say this. That well, we, that you, you think I was, but I was pro you, so that meant being pro trick or treat. No, con trick or treat. What? <laughs> I don't think you know what, this, what you're saying. What, so I'm con. I was con trick or treating. You were against it. Yeah, wasn't I? I mean, we did it every year. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. <laughs> I mean, when we lived in Louisville, right? I was five years old. Uh huh. And did dressed, we go and there? I was dressed as Captain Hook, and we were walking around in Louisville. Okay, I yeah. I was a good mom. I was pro. I can't even remember. See, it when, doesn't matter. When Andrew and Nathan were telling yes. about their Halloween costumes, and then on the air realized that they didn't, they went separate ways after those <laughs> pictures were taken. Was really great. Because I, I, I always remember taking the pictures with Andrew and Eric, and sometimes Laura, Jody, mm-hmm. whatever. But then I was like, you're right. We didn't go door to door with with them because you always. Yeah, I it. think. Yeah. There you go. I, you know, I don't even remember. That's okay. Our mom didn't wouldn't let us play the, with Ninja Turtles when they first came out because they were into weird Eastern religion. Yeah. <laughs> didn't want that. Didn't want that. <clears throat> didn't want kids meditating in the. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I got introduced into the picture. Okay, uh, Eva. Give me an easy one. In your own, <laughs> I'll give you an easy one. In your own words, can you please articulate what your husband's focus of study is? Oh. As a professor at UK, <laughs> that is a hard one. You know, I cannot say it. But I would like to say, I would like to ask you: Can you actually say that? No, but Johnny might. No, nobody John? can. I'm literally having to pull it up oh, we on lost the John. UK website because Uh-oh. no one can remember that slew of words altogether. We lost you, John. Time out, John. Uh oh. You have him now. Yeah, me now. Yeah, got him. You got yep. to me. Yes. Good. I'm impressed. Okay. With his technical skills. He is very, very impressive. Check, 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 uh, check, 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 check. Got you. You're back. I'm back. Eva, I'm going to just fill you in a little bit. So John told a story about a pair of swim trunks that he wasn't allowed to buy. <laughs> and it's it's a somewhat famous story to us, and we really want to know why could not why could John not get those shorts? Dude, I have no memory of that. <laughs> See, that's the thing. We can't remember. You don't remember this things. at all, Eva? No. Uh-uh. It's, Tell me. It's a core memory of mine. It's a, a core, core memory of John's. It's shaped who he is me, as a person. Please. Long yeah. story short, uh, I really wanted to get a pair of board shorts, my very first pair of board shorts. And they were at PacSun, hmm. and they were yellow, and they had these, like, navy flowers on them. And you were not thrilled about the price tag on them. They're like 50 bucks, and you're like, there's no way I'm paying $50 for a pair of shorts. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> makes, makes total sense. But, but then I was just like, well, what if I paid 25 of it of my own, and then you paid the other 25 And you are just like, no, nah, I don't think so. I just don't like the, the economics of it. So I was like, that's weird, whatever. So we happened to all be at the mall. It was you, me, and Dad. And we were in mm. the store, and I knew <clears> – <throat> If I asked Dad, there was probably a better chance that he would say classic yes. kid move. Mm-hmm. Classic, classic kid move. So Play I asked him Tate, against me, huh? I asked Tate, "Hey, can I get these shorts?" And he's like, "Of course, sure, whatever. I love you." <laughs> so we're going up to the counter, and then you saw us, and you were like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm getting these shorts." 
And then, Chris, you do probably the best impression. What does Eva then say to Tate? <laughs> this, this is, this is, I wasn't there for this. This is me, me retelling of you. No, I know, you but you do the best impressions. Smacked so. Tate, and he said, Tate, Tate, why do you say that? Why do you say that? He cannot get those shorts. <laughs> And then Tate, and then Tate looks at me and just goes, "You cannot get those shorts." <laughs> you cannot get those shorts. Nah, that's not how he would say it. But. Oh, and, that's all. Good story. Did and you ever get it then? No. Oh. I did not get. Well, those we've shorts. got a surprise for you, John. Check your mailbox right now. Let's go. Let's go. Yellow with the oh, silver trim. Yellow with the blue flowers. Hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, let me see if I have. I have one more question for Mom. Well, first of all, there's a couple of them. Kathy Denmark, did you or did you not used to party with Scott Barnhill in high school? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot answer that. <laughs> I don't know who Scott Barnhill is. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> do his do his impression. Hey, hey, man. Hey, I know your mom. We used to party together in high school. <laughs> that Scott Barnhill. <laughs> Andrew, and that one says, makes a lot of sense now. (laughs) Okay, Mom, how long did you actually believe that your neighbor had killed his wife? (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was coming. (laughs) It was a short time. Um, Eva, to give you a little backup, we had a neighbor that lived across the street from us, and his wife all of a sudden disappeared one day. And this was before cell phones and before really the internet. And uh, all, all, all a gal could do was just look out her window and, <laughs> and, uh, during the day and, and try to see what the neighbors were doing. You know, so mom was sitting posted up doing her devotional and noticed a few times that Mr. Barry's wife was not coming out and checking the flower yeah, beds. He was doing a little bit of planting <coughs> in the front yard. And I had to my, had just watched Rear Window. <laughs> and so I looked out my front window and I saw him and I just wondered where she was. And then about a week and a half later, a bunch of people are there at the house and they're dressed in black. And there's lots of people. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. He killed her. <laughs> <laughs> no, use it. I said, was that Mrs. Barry? And then I felt bad. I hadn't gone over there and everything. And no, she was had just been ill and was not out. And yeah, it was all very, very, very interesting. <laughs> so we had a big but it celebration. Made for a great story. They loved. Look at mom out the front window. Remember when you thought Mr. Barry killed his wife? <laughs> Chris, I wonder. I, if I, 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 I did used to watch a lot of mystery, and I read books like that. Yeah. I would, Everybody I, was always suspect. I wonder if you were you were drawn to Mary because of her sleuthing skills, kind of like Rachel's. Yeah. You know, like maybe no. that's like that was the spark. And so I need that. That's actually true. You guys do share that in common. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary and I are going to start a detective company soon. I've, I've always said she missed her calling. She just needs to be like the the computer monkey. It's just like, here it is. It's out there. It's in the future. Enhance. <laughs> so just to clear up a few more things. Again, this is not a roast. This is meant to just be a loving conversation between uh, us and the, the women who raised us. Okay, so why are you this, keep saying th- that this three times? But because the, there's a there are a few things that happened prior that we just need to clear up. Mm-hmm. And one of them is what was the wisdom whacker? Mm. Oh dear! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where did it come from? <laughs> and honestly, how effective was it? Asking for a friend. 
one. Uh, Kathy, it started with you. It everything, did? everything you did, I did. Because uh-huh. you had Andrew first, and I followed, and you read more than I read, and so I would, I was your disciple in parenting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid this is going to get me in trouble. So we took a class in parenting, so because we didn't know what we were doing, we had no clue. Had this kid, and uh, you know, you this difficult kid. You. <laughs> He was wonderful and creative. <laughs> Raising the strong, was it the strong-willed child or the difficult well, that's child? that's one of many. <laughs> I think there's actually each of those exists. So we took a class and uh, <coughs> with other couples, and apparently the, the writer of this curriculum was pro-spanking. And so they, instead of using the hand to spank, they created this object, which is... <laughs> <laughs> part belt, part plywood. <laughs> uh, help me out here. <laughs> and, so it, 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 and it was just for being able to discipline your child without... Oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> without? It, it, was a, it was a small piece of leather and... <laughs> And Listen, those were the yeah, days. It looked like the end of a belt strap without the metal. Just, you know, use it. it. But it was leather on one side and smooth on the other. Like right. <laughs> yeah. Ours was, ours was a wooden spoon, yeah. a spatula, yep. fly swatter. This was much more gracious. There and, you go. And no, not a belt. It was Different not a times. Belt, no belt. Nothing it, was, like it had no other use, though, than spanking. Right, right. <laughs> okay, John, what do we have? I don't really honestly remember getting <laughs> spanked very much. There you go. You were a good <laughs> child. I, yeah, I turns well, out I did I say that. You might have turned on the perfect son. Good gracious. Okay. I then you, didn't get, you did not get spanked very much. <laughs> I know. Right, because he was really good. Was he? Mm-hmm. Very compliant. I remember all five times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like Britain said it was a wooden spatula, it was a wooden spoon, really anything she could get her hands on. <laughs> 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 I never spanked you with a fly swatter. And I would usually I give you a chance. I would say, if you do not behave, you're going to go get the wooden spoon. I can remember that in Minnesota. And I said, go get it. You know, I don't want to get the wooden spoon. Your, your mom used to because you had twin brothers growing yes, up right we got that. twins that run in our in our family for days i didn't know that your mom my mom started crying when she heard that i was having twins really she went oh pobrecita. Went, mom, mom that's not what i wanted to hear i mean no that's wonderful and i'm like good but I, they were older than well, she. But the, the boys, when they were older, they used to throw something up on the roof of that. We lived in California. We lived across the street from the church that we went to. And um, <laughs> my mom cut up an old garden hose. Oh. And they were about, you know, two feet long. And she, oh, she had one <laughs> under the piano bench, one underneath the couch. There was one. Because my brothers, though. They were bad boys. They were bad boys. They deserved <laughs> They were bad boys. They need, you know. Anyway, so I'm across the street. I'm they're six and a half years older than me, and I'm across the street, young, teenage, you know, like fifth grade, sixth grade, trying to be cool, standing on the steps of the church, and I'm with some friends. And they look across the street. You can see the roof of my house, and they say, "To me, says, why? Why are all those things on top of your roof?" And I look over there, and my brothers have found. The whipping sticks, and they have tossed them onto the roof, and here's all these green little nice. 
snaky things on top of our room. I said, oh, um... My mom beats my brothers with powder. <laughs> 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 Those, Those are snakes. Yeah. yeah, they're snakes. Well, they say, you know, never spank your child when you're angry. Yeah. Which I could never understand that. Yeah, how do you do that? How do you do that? Yeah, how do you, you know? do that? And parenting is probably the hardest thing Oof. I've ever done. And yep. Made my share of mistakes. That's like the don't go shopping when you're hungry type of thing. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm out of food, I'm probably going to the grocery store. I do want to know you guys parented in an age that, like, we now can Google or look up, like, mm -hmm. a billion people have read <coughs> books on certain things. There's blogs, there's, there's Facebook mom groups and dad groups and, like, apps and things like that. What was it like not having Google to ask anything about? Who'd you go to? we didn't know what we were missing <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> good that's a good answer we did play groups we would all get yeah. together with our kids and the moms and watch the kids and chat and yeah i think we talked to each other don't you mm -hmm. like did. i think that's what we did yeah i think that community is great because actually as a mom we are missing those uh calling mom what to do what do i do you know no we don't get we didn't get any of those and i'm okay with that but um yeah we just asked friends yeah, yeah we were just talking about that, like, mom, like, with your mom being in Hong Kong, that's a lot harder. And then also you just, like, I always remember as we got older, you talk about, like, talking to Judy or talking to Phyllis mm -hmm. and being mm -hmm. like, what do I do? I'm assuming that's probably with, with Steph because I was the perfect child and Steph was the problem child. <laughs> so you needed help with um, them. But. It's more like the first child. That's probably why. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, it's, even that is kind of neat to to have faces that we know and count on and call. Does Steph listen to this, John? No. She, she doesn't even know she's, that exists. She doesn't know it exists? Uh, oh, she probably does. I tell well, her Eva's heading that way. So. I've, I've always told Steph about my endeavors, and I love her. She's a busy woman. She's got Kai and Matt. <laughs> But I was old, let's just put it this way. I was the one that was always at her marching band competitions and her things and her <laughs> diving things. Didn't really see her at state championship. Haven't seen her at one of our canonized shows. Love you, But Steph. your mom and dad were. I know. Yes. That's okay. Tate and Eva got the lead out with us at <laughs> Manchester well, now that you, Music Hall. Now that you've branded her as the problem child, I'm sure she'll, she'll want to jump in here. Love you, Steph. Um, <laughs> one of the things, because we were 2,000 miles away from our parents and stuff we moved to minnesota when you guys are born but we just watched friends and then just other people that were in the church that were like you said you watched kathy because she was people that had parented for a while and just kind of the schroeders oh yeah we had ado like adopted grandparents, grandparents yep. and, and just watched what they'd done and community was a great way to to do it and i remember calling your dad one time we were home filming you and she was at work and I'd gotten, I was trying to teach you a phonics lesson. I finally just said, close your book, because you weren't getting it. <laughs> close your books. <laughs> and I just, and then I called dad and I said, I'm ruining them. <laughs> and he had to talk me off the ledge and said, you're not ruining them, Rachel. You're doing fine. And I just said, they're going to hate me. And I just, yeah, so. Were you, yeah. Kathy, you were a homeschool mom, weren't you? I was. Were you? Wow. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I love my kids way too much to homeschool. <laughs> That's right. I remember coming over to watch Andrew, and you guys had all your, like, a school area and everything. It was, it was impressive. I had the little, t little tykes table set up next to the refrigerator and the books. and Wow. Yes. Yeah. Mm. That would be more 
forget the punishment, the parenting thing. <laughs> homeschooling in an age without the internet. But the homeschool community is good, though, right? It is good. Yeah. Very supportive. Mm-hmm. Lots of people out yeah. there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so what was your go-to or your favorite or most effective form method of punishment, if you were, or or redirect there? Because, Kathy, we know of one, <laughs> and I have tried to implement it. Apparently, in every age, clothing is a big deal. Like, what they wear, what we wear, is like, it's so important. And even at little tiny kids age they have an opinion about what they're wearing which is shocking to kathy me. you should have seen what rooney wore to school the other day we have this like pr- it's like a legit princess dress it's pink it has like these huge f- like you know fluffy sleeves and stuff like that and we literally have to hide it because if she sees it she wants to wear it and we i guess just didn't do a good job hiding it this one day and she was like oh, that I want to wear that. And I was like, baby, if you wear that to school, it's going to get dirty. It's going to get gross. And she's like, nope, I have to wear it. And then she also has this, like, dangly earring that she wants to wear on one ear. And then she has to wear these, like, flip, like, little flip-flops. And I'm just like, every other kid is wearing, like, the Target stuff and, like, normal clothes. And here, my kid, she looks like Joan Jett from the 80s, just like a punk rock. Her hair looks crazy because she just woke up. She's got this dangly earring and this big princess dress on. And she just cares about it, yeah. Like she's going through a huge dress phase right now. Like will not wear anything but a dress. And I was like, I didn't Blythe's even know at two there. years old that matters. You know, interestingly, I thought about that. I never really dictate how they wear clothes. Both Steph and John. Now only Sunday a little bit decent, but even that, <laughs> you know, they wear what they want. It's kind of interesting. Stephanie one time asked me, she said, "Why would you let me wear this to school because of school picture day?" I said, because you insisted. <laughs> John, John was Mr. Fashion, too. I mean, even now, you, you bend that way. But there was a time where you used to wear a towel on your head with a belt on it. Like, <laughs> I remember. Like you know, on remember Tuesdays? That? What do you mean? <laughs> you totally did. Yeah, you would. Towel you would, Tuesday. You would wear like a like a biblical character. You would. Yeah, it was that's like Harvest Festival all yeah, day. Yeah, it was uh, it was called Halloween because we weren't allowed to dress <laughs> up for anything else. I remember coming to your house and you were like, "Hey guys," it was like, "Oh, is this a is this like a costume party? Hey, <laughs> What's need, happening here?" I need to have a compliment on this kid, which kind of oh. is interesting because it's just like me on this part. He did not mind Goodwill hunting as long as he looks good. And it is really kind of neat, and he didn't mind. And I, I did the same thing. Is is in the hunt? It's a great thing to find something that you want at a price that you can afford, and it's love it. Don't and don't get I me wrong, Eva. I like spending money on some stuff. Oh, uh, I I know, I know. What kicks are you wearing right now? I know. Just some hospital shoes. Just some hospital shoes. <laughs> no, but I that's know. the funny Hosp- thing is, is hospital like, shoes and a hunting beanie. Yep. Just in case some bears come around. That's the thing, though. Like, and I remember going with the guys. Like in high school, you kind of catch that bug in mm-hmm. high school of going, like, "Oh man, let's go find like the weirdest, craziest T-shirt that you can find at Goodwill." And it was like, and kind of like a funny that. thing where we would do that. What I always thought was funny was when I would go to a Goodwill and <laughs> I would see mom, like one of your friends from church, and be like, "Oh." Hi, how's it going? And then I would go to another one, and I would see her at that one too, and another one. I'm just like, oh god, I'm shopping at the okay. same place. Then the best one that I remember that I just had a lot of admiration about is when I found out um, the vest that he took, he wore for is that prom? Your wedding? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I said, Johnny, there's a little split right there. He said, I don't care. I mean, he just wore it. He liked it, and he didn't mind it. And I just really, oh, I like this kid. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I like you, too. It was your wedding day that she realized, yeah. I like this kid. <laughs> it took yeah. 20, 28 <laughs> years day. later. She's like, he's not bad. He's frugal. <laughs> I like you it. Guys, when, when I never thought you were bad. When Johnny went to California with you all, mm. and you guys were so excited because then you got to hit Huntington Beach Goodwill. <laughs> oh, you oh, got yeah. to hit the I literally Long did this Beach with my Goodwill. wife just yeah. just two days ago. We were in North Carolina with our family, and we said, you want to go to Goodwill? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You always hit the local Goodwill. No, we never hit the Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan is very silent over here. <laughs> is there, uh, okay. So back to the clothing, the, the, okay. the, the discipline you yep. asked. Oh, yeah. Um, were you referring to the khaki shorts? Yes, the khaki shorts. <laughs> so so I, I did want to clarify this because uh, Andrew got most of the story right, but I don't remember what he did that des was deserving of discipline. He, he might remember this, but um, <clears throat> super picky about what clothes he wore. And, and when Andrew was that, he might have been eight or nine. When a Andrew was that age, the sagging was just coming into style. <laughs> sagging yes. was where they oh, yeah. pushed their pants way down, like to their <laughs> bottom. And, um, their bottom. And, and the <laughs> <laughs> to their bottom. Make sure to bleep that later. <laughs> And so the pants would all sag, and they would be all wrinkled up at the ankles and stuff. So that was always a fight. And so when he got in trouble, and I and the, the trick to disciplining is to make them uncomfortable, but not make me uncomfortable mm. as a parent. Because there's lots of things you can try to do to your kids, but it really is a punishment yep. for the parent. Yep. And I was like, what can I do? What can I do? So um, Andrew tells the story that I made him wear these pleated khaki shorts <laughs> that were not saggable. They weren't saggable. You couldn't sag them. <laughs> and, um, Love it. Yes. And, and I thought, um, I can't make him wear anything. So I thought, I, I, I really am kind of proud of myself for this. I just removed, very good. I removed everything from his drawers that wasn't the khaki oh, shorts. Oh, man. That's all that was left. Wow. <laughs> so it was either go out, go out naked or... <laughs> wow, he didn't tell us that part. That's, that's great. Yeah, she was a great... She was really good at that. That's why I would go to her for advice, because she really thought things through, yeah. you know? I just didn't... I mean, I don't remember having to really discipline Nathan much oh. until he was about... 15 mm -hmm. and then he started into all this very bad music <laughs> in my where'd, opinion Helen, where did it, where it's did because of the two that? people no. sitting to my right well, yeah. now when we get to the question about who was the most negative influencer has there ever been a friend in your son's life that you were or weren't sure was a good influence yeah well oh, they're sitting right next <laughs> to me oh, no. so, wow. I remember the first wow. time I either saw you all or he came home and told me we did the coolest thing. We snuck into the movies. <laughs> and we you did that? that? You guys? Yes. We did you, that? Yes, you did that along with our youth pastor. <laughs> no, we didn't do that. <laughs> did yeah. we really? I had dinner with I that am. man last night. I yes. have no memory of <laughs> That's this. right. You have no memory of those things. And I was like, this is not going the way I want it to go. But Nathan was so compliant growing up. But then he started, you know, doing all this music stuff. And uh, and I, I do remember as a parenting tip, one that I had learned was to kind of make a big deal about things that aren't a big deal. So they so that in 
the kids strive for independence. They weren't picking something that was actually harmful to them in a, a way that would carry a consequence personally. Like an ex- example. Well, like I made a big deal about music because I didn't want him out doing drugs. You know, like he, it wasn't pushing him towards that. And to this day, he thinks I'm opposed to his tattoos, and I really love his tattoos. I don't think that. Okay. Well, your daddy is, but I am not. (laughs) But I think, you know, I mean, I think I tried to make a big deal about things that made him feel like he was picking his independence versus doing something that could really destroy him. Hmm. Um, So good. That's such an interesting thing to hear from a mom, (laughs) like in the sense because like when you're a teenager and you're just like, mom, chill out about fill in the blank. And maybe it's actually Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Maybe it's intentional. You know, maybe it's like if I can kind of guide you away from this thing, it actually is really guiding you away from something bigger. I never. Helen, I'd like to publicly publicly apologize for (laughs) sneaking your son into a movie that I did. I did. It was the old Fayette Mall, you know, over that old the the one across from Target back there. So was he? Lexington Green. Lexington Green. Was he in our care or was it like? (laughs) (laughs) He was always always in your care. (laughs) That's a mother's perspective. Helen, I'm so sorry. I had no idea about this. I don't think that Chris and I were really bad kids. I think we very much presented like bad kids to a handful of parents growing up. Because we have another. There's another friend of ours that listens to this podcast, and I remember that was the first time that his mom was like, "Yeah, maybe we shouldn't. Like, maybe you guys shouldn't be hanging out so much." And I just remember just kind of looking in the mirror and being like. Am I a bad child? Am I a bad, am I a bad influence? Am I the Pied Piper here? I used to see you guys as risk takers. That's a good. That's true. You were risk takers, and there was a certain like when you guys did that football thing where you guys all ran across the field during the middle of the first time I ever wore handcuffs. Yeah, I was, you know, and they had actually asked first, us in first time if they that that's something that they wanted to do was dress up and run across the football field during. Can I say this? Sure, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Run across the football field. It was Tevis and you and Chris. It was a prank. Lafayette Band was God when we yeah, were there. It I was, was just, and high I school band. And I that same way, and I knew you were good kids, and your teachers always had comments, pleasure to have my class, blah, blah, blah. And so you did it, and we talked with you and said, man, you know, took a deep breath and said, you know the consequences if you get caught on something like this, you know, the schools, you know, and let you take the risk. But to me, it was a prank versus some of the stuff that I had heard that had been going around at Lafayette and the stuff that was going on Mm. in band who were the perfect children. And it was also, that was 9-11 too. That was the year of 9-11. People were really, really tense. They were taking a lot of things really, really seriously as they should have. I think as a nation, we were pretty uptight. Right. And I felt like they just needed to let off some steam. So you did it. I got the phone call from the police at the, at Lafayette, the security. (laughs) Of which you thought was us pranking you. Yeah, I did. I did. They said, "Uh, Ms. Pelton, uh, um, you have some children, and, you know, something along that line. I went, oh, yeah? <laughs> Tell me about it. Because I thought it was one of their friends calling me and saying, oh, Ms. Pendleton, this is Officer so-and-so. And I just went, oh, really? And then as he continued the conversation, I'm going, oh, God, it really is. Chris, Chris and, and Britt have done such a good mind job on their parents that they think when they're getting in trouble, it's actually a prank. <laughs> like, that, that's some good uh, deception right there by well, the boys. We've done, we've, done, we've done some good pranks in our in our time. So yeah, I, we had to go and talk to the principal and 
I took very much like a, you, you got to take your licks on this. Yeah, you got to take your licks on you gotta it. You got to walk so the plank. They got suspended for a couple of days, and I kind of did say my piece to the principal of, you know, this is 9-11. These kids have got to get some steam out, and they're, they'll take their they'll take their licks for it. Thank you. And walked out. They had to go and move some furniture for our house. And I said, all right, we're putting you to work. And they moved some furniture around that I needed moved around, and then they went and played golf with Billy Frank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, let's talk about Billy Frank. That other, yeah. that other influence Wait, there. I never <laughs> asked you all this. When, like, when you guys returned to school, did you guys just, like, return as war heroes, like, coming oh, into the yes. hallways and everyone was just like oh yeah, my yeah. god even by the teachers too i remember walking in and they were like even by the band they're like <laughs> the, i remember walking to my english class at it the first period and he was like uh mr omler i think he was like welcome back mr pendleton he's like thank you and he was like when i was your age here's what we did <laughs> yep. for a senior prank yeah. <laughs> and we didn't get suspended for one day uh, the social yeah. studies teacher that was he was Kind of, I remember he was like, "That was hilarious. You guys deserved every day of that suspension, but that was hilarious." <laughs> uh, okay, so just going off of, I, I don't know if I want to bring this up now, but hey, before ahead. that, my mind was just going through and see. So this is a little redemption for you. All. Oh. I never thought about that—that that you guys are bad influence for him. I just thought you guys always have fun together. You know, of course, that's naive. On my part, a lot of things that you guys do, but I never had that thought that oh, those two have trouble. No, so thank your, you. Your son, Nathan, hey, we Nathan love you. Was, Nathan was much younger mm-hmm. than us too. Mm-hmm. John was John's still like a year older, or he's six months older than us. Nathan was far more impressionable. Well, I'll That's add that too, though. It's four it's, years. Four years. Yeah, and and John went pro with those videos that we used to make in the in the basement <laughs> there, right. where we would just sit That's and right. make uh, Bubba's Kingdom and oh, yeah. which I is thought lost. About, to the I thought about that there. this morning, John. I thought, oh, you guys used to get the old video camera and do those things, and now look at you. And like WD forty in your garage is totally <laughs> safe. Yeah. And just <laughs> we were sitting. Yeah, there. yeah we Sorry. made a, we made a movie in our garage, and we there was some special effects, and we <laughs> sprayed WD forty into a candle for an explosion, oh. and. Remember I remember showing it to to <laughs> mom and dad, and dad watching it and going, "Where? What is that?" We're like, "That's that's WD forty." He's like, "Where are you?" He's like, "Is that over my car?" <laughs> of course. Oh, no. Well, technology now do not need to do that. I mean, he just blow me up yeah. on the line. <laughs> And the that Rooney's is, uh, name. We just watched <coughs> that the other day. Of, the all the things, yep. of all the things I've ever put my hands to, like with video and film, the thing that gets the best response is that video of you and dad finding out Blow that up. we were going to name her Rooney. And at the end, when oh, you like faint and Mickey fall out Rooney? of the screen and there's an explosion, everyone's just like, run it back. I want to watch it again. So good. <laughs> Helen, you brought up bad influence, and I have a very distinct memory of one one day you coming up to us and saying hey uh guys if you if nathan comes up to you and asks you to burn a cd for him can you just do me a favor and not do it <laughs> 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 you don't remember that do you oh, oh, do you re- oh. no memory 
They what continued happened? to, but just a little bit quieter. But <laughs> <laughs> no, when because I would go over to their house probably once a week. Well, that's a music thing. I'm telling you, see it. Yeah, and they would burn coming. me CDs. Which oh, was... oh, burn it like that way, burn it. Yeah, yeah. But specifically, specifically, Blink One Eight Two's live album that came out around that time. Oh, they boy. burned it for me, and it's it's. I mean, an hour and a half of the raunchiest live like probably recording ever and i remember you, i was listening to it in the back seat and laughing like in my headphones and you're just like what is he laughing about and then i had to sit with you and dad and listen to like <laughs> we sat that there and listened comfortable now almost that was the punishment of like we had to sit there and i could see like dad like would smirk every once in a while because it is funny it's very very <laughs> yes, very Helen. filthy it's yeah. just like i thought the family guy was a family show <laughs> and i was it like is. oh they're down in the basement watching family go that's good i'm yeah. so proud of my kids <laughs> i remember dad telling somebody like well Chris our kids don't watch the simpsons i was like i own the first five seasons yeah. on dvd <laughs> yeah, we weren't we weren't allowed to watch the simpsons no, growing up. Why i wasn't john, either why were john why were we not allowed to watch the simpsons growing up uh, i had something to do with skateboards you said you used to say it for years. You would say because our mom told us because Bart has a slingshot and he shoots people's windows. Oh, out. that yeah, that that too. Well, that this too. comforts me to know that actually, when I said you guys sitting next to him were the bad influences, see, you were doing all that stuff. Look at that. Look at us. I do have one question, um, a story I'd love clarifying on. And, and before I say that, you guys, our kids, I think are amazing human beings partly because of your influence your good influence in so Thank many you. ways and i appreciate you for that but there was this one time <laughs> <laughs> let me soften you up we bring in here. we sing to you a little bit and then i <laughs> kick your legs out yeah i don't know what the, there was a, a youth event i think you all were sort of supposed to be youth sponsor <laughs> I mean, so Andrew, there. Just, andrew's just a few years younger than you guys you all babysat for nathan mm -hmm. and andrew some but anyway so this was maybe high school but they came home with a with like a, a brand <sighs> i was oh. not there for this oh, okay. i was not there for this and i still i still make fun of him for this i think like, it you wouldn't believe it nathan no, has one andrew. it was elliot meek's graduation oh, party dear. Oh, okay <laughs> oh dear nathan, nathan you didn't do it uh, it's on my shoulder it is yeah you <laughs> I never knew. <laughs> and I think later Eric got one too. Eric and Will, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe later on did mm -hmm. they want one too? So that was apparently a rite of passage. I mean, I was we were 18, 19, like we were older. I was not but. the instigator on that. <laughs> it, 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 what 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 uh, Kathy is talking about is it was a graduation party for somebody. So all the parents are inside. They had a fire outside, and it is a brand. They were roasting marshmallows, oh and God. they said. I don't know how the conversation got started, but they decided to brand each other oh. with the fire pokers. <gasps> and I came home, and I mean, Britain's bubbled up like he, yeah. I mean, odd that he chose the the firefighting career that he did, but <laughs> I mean, it bubbled up. It just looked like... It was bad. It honestly could have yes, gotten really bad. And I remember, like, I forgot about it and woke up the next morning and got in the shower. I was like, ah! <laughs> I did not instigate that. I, I forget what happened, but I remember I feeling the, the peer pressure and just being like, all right. And I remember my last thought was, this will heal up in a month. It'll be gone. And here I am. Forever. 20 years later. <laughs> there it is right there. I want to see it. 
good to know the it's details on that. They, Sorry, I was I accusing like that, you of something you weren't. I like that Andrew and Nathan are the ones who peer pressured. Oh. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the youth leader you want your your kids oh involved gosh. with is is the one who's so so uh, timid that can just be swayed like a tree. Mm. <laughs> it's Yellowstone. They own you now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was Elliot. Was there ever a time that your child made you or your kids doesn't have to be sitting at this table, but made you publicly embarrassed that you would like to share? Are you thinking of the swimming pool? You mean that I couldn't swim and <laughs> <laughs> you, that, you insisted like, that I could? <laughs> right, right. And, it, and it was like 35 degrees outside. It was very cold. And I tried to get him to every get year for several summers. You tried to get me to. Uh, try out for the swim team. I cannot swim to this day. I can <laughs> I can doggy why. I can doggy paddle across a pool and and I won't drown, but I can't really swim. It, and you would just I just remember like you would just grab me and try and like I'm my whole like I'm ten years old and I'm like squirming and trying not to get in this pool and she's like pushing me in in front of, you know, everyone that's also <laughs> trying out for swim team. Who could swim. Who actually could swim. Yeah. I was so mad at him that day. I was like, <laughs> you will get in this pool. <laughs> oh, I, 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 mean, I think it was like eight, like yeah. eight. It was freezing outside and he really was just so afraid. But I was like, you will get in this pool. <laughs> Pushing him all the way. And he won. Like he won. Won what? The oh, battle. You yeah, because I you, couldn't swim. I thought you could have if you would have been on the swim team. I thought you were gonna say he won like a ribbon. Yeah. In the swim oh, team. No, no. oh no! He's he actually Michael the Phelps. The tug of war yeah. against me. All of a sudden, Phelps just took off once I pushed him in. Us, we used to, we lived in Minnesota, and we had this little townhouse, and so bedrooms and the bathroom were upstairs. And I mean, you're babies. I mean, you're one maybe one and a half and we'd strip you down there and you'd walk up the stairs and the things that parents do because we're parents and i would go get your butt get your butt all the way up and you'd just laugh you know naked all the way up to the clay'd be at the top of the stairs with the bath ready and i'd get your butt you'd giggle and laugh all the way up you know i think get your bottom bottom oh sorry (laughs) it just doesn't come out the same way calf i have to say butt you know i could have said something you know no they didn't i wouldn't have so we're in the uh, market. There's a, we're like 30 minutes from anywhere. We live out in the sticks, and we're at the Cub Foods. And Cub Foods had these big baskets that weren't deep. They were shorter but larger. So I'd bring blankets, put those around there, sit them right in there. So I'm at the deli, and I can feel them getting there, always doing something together and laughing. And I can feel the cart pulling. And I'm trying to tell the person what they want. And I look, and there's this big guy right next to them. And they're both reached as far as they can. And they're going, get your butt, get your butt, get your butt. I'm like, and the man turns around and gives me this look. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> and then I had to do the talk of, don't get the butt of anybody that's not in our family. You know, that was the first one. I was very embarrassed. He just looked at me like, mm. and then, can I give a second one? Sure. So it was Easter weekend, and your dad's a youth pastor in Minnesota there, and I wanted to get an Easter dress, and he's at work, so I th- we go to the mall, we go to the Sears, and I'm going to buy myself a dress, and I put you guys in this old twin stroller that you guys could just slip right out the bottom all the time, but at least I could cart you guys around in it. So we're in the in the dressing room with the thing and I'm down to my slip 
and I turn around, and you guys have slipped out of the thing, oh, no. and I can hear you. Well, instantly, my children are going to get stolen, so I run out in my slip in the women's area. That's great. Brandon, Chris. Where are you? And I can hear them laughing. You guys are in, you know how the clothing things are, the round racks? You guys have gone through, and you're in the middle laughing, and I can see, and I'm get over here right now. You know, <laughs> Come here. Get back in here. And I'm in my slip, and you got people looking at me, and I'm like, oh, oh my great. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Grabbed them, and I'm, you do not leave. You know, sat there. Didn't get an Easter dress that year. I mean, I put my clothes back on as quick as I could, and out we went. We did not do it that year. It was embarrassing. Eva, Kathy? About what? Has John ever embarrassed you publicly? No. Not not in that kind of scenes, you know. Eva, you are way too nice about John. I know. <laughs> yeah, John, your mom is so much nicer about you than you are about her. Oh! oh. Come on, Eva. Now bring out wow. the dirt. Bring out the dirt. Bring you out cannot the get dirt. those shorts. Brent just throwing me under the bus. <laughs> I could think of some times where I probably embarrassed them. <laughs> the only one I can think of, though, is um, I took Andrew to, I think it was like Macy's for a cookie decorating event <laughs> at Christmas time or something like that. And you bring your kid, they supply the cookies and the decorations. So we show up. He was a preschooler. He was maybe three or four. And he just was in a mood. He could not get into the flow of what was happening. And I tried for way too long to get him to participate. Um, <clears throat> I guess other people are more sensitive to my child's whining than I am. Because I, I looked up at one point and noticed the moms were all giving me stink eye. <laughs> like, like, woman, get out. Just, just go. Just go. He doesn't want to decorate the cookie. So finally, I said, well, I, I took him outside, and we just sat on the curb. I thought he was going to get it together. We would go back in. Never went back in. I, I apparently wanted a cookie more than he did. <laughs> 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 that was, oh, to have other mothers, you know, look at you in a shaming kind of way, that's, that's, uh, that's and I And I let it go on way too long, I'll admit. That was my mistake. Would you try to do things that all three of them could do? You're searching for something to do, you know, public library, whatever it is where you're going. All that, yeah. Somebody's going to. All that. The, yeah, library was a big one. Um, that incident was, I only had Andrew at that point. So, um, and then as you add more kids, you look for different things to do. Bowling and going over to Aunt Helen and Uncle John's house. Oh, yeah. All that. Well, I told you, that, I mean, there's nothing that publicly like that that I have. But, you know, there were moments that were not very happy with him. Share him. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, I the only thing that is kind of incorporating, you know, some of the discipline part that we found out, and he he told us we did not know about it that um, he got caught, you know, with a group of friends at somebody's house. Uh, the police came and mm. all that. Thing, the details you will have to say, but I remember that part that I remember. He was very sorrowful and regret about whatever happened and. It was a funny yes, story. Sir. He needed to tell you. Eva, but that Eva part, puts a nice, gracious uh, glaze on top yes, of it. There's like a sprink. There's a sprinkling on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, because why, why don't you tell I, I would I'll not say I was uh, I was sorrowful. I just knew that I was going to get in trouble. So we had partied at Matt Bizet's house. Oh man, this is such a great Bizet. high school story. Oh. And I won't go into all the details. Maybe I'll save the full uh, unedited version for a non mom pod. Um, but we get busted by the cops. Um, the cops come over, and everyone, uh, they came in. They said, everyone's going to call your parents, and they're going to come and pick you up. I had 
had a little <laughs> too much to drink at this young age, and I was asleep already upstairs. Everyone <laughs> and like a majority of the people were See. downstairs. Me and someone else, and <clears throat> another guy had like gone upstairs, and so we heard the cops come, and they didn't know that we were upstairs. So every I heard Barb come in. I heard Signa. I heard everyone's moms come in and be so upset and so like I'm so ashamed of you, and they all get in trouble. So I know that this is going to get back to my parents. Like I can't just be like we had a great time and nothing happened. So I came home and was we just like a movie in the basement. Exactly. <laughs> I came home and was just like, hey, listen. I got to tell you something. We got in trouble because I figured that they would at least be gracious with me if I told them as opposed to finding out from Barb the next day on the group <laughs> chat. Um, so, yeah, thank you for saying I was uh, sorry and, and feeling bad. I mostly just knew that it was coming and I wanted to get out ahead in front of the storm. But, Mom, you well, don't remember the punishment? No, I don't. But I remember him sitting in fr- on the piano bench. Did and he we were cry? Looking at him. Probably not. I do not. I haven't seen him cry much at all. Regretful and all that. But he was at least um, knew his place at that time. So I do not remember. But I do remember granting a little grace if something happened. So why don't you tell? I I, I forgot that part. The what the, was punishment? the punishment? Well, I mean, I was grounded for a good while. Um, but you took away my car, and I had to drive the Windstar. I had to drive the purple Windstar. <laughs> <laughs> the van. So kind of like Kathy, kind of yeah, kind of like Kathy saying like, "Hey, you got to wear these shorts uh, that you don't want to wear." I was driving around a purple minivan in in high school for a good <laughs> chunk a of good time. One. But John, I think that story just amplifies your mom's sentiment that you were a good boy because oh. even <laughs> at the party where everyone's drinking, John has a little too much and says, "You know what? I need to go put myself to bed <laughs> upstairs." I, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna. I what a responsible child. No, it, it is and kind of funny. Like if you even kind of like put it in that kind of light, that I, I mean, kind of even going back to what you were talking about, Helen, of like if I make a big deal about this thing over here, then maybe this other more severe thing won't be as enticing it's wild to think about all the things that i could have gotten into and just by chance by god's grace whatever it is and by parenting you're just like it's a miracle i didn't get into drugs it's a miracle i didn't get you know like sleeping around and stuff like that and it's with stuff like drinking sorry mom i did start in high school but it's kind of one of those things like i always knew in my head i don't want to be someone who is just enslaved by this for like just getting hammered so like i'm just going to toe the line and part of that i think is just because like i didn't want to disappoint my parents but i also wanted to have a good time and be with everyone else so it was like a weird disappoint your friends yeah so it was just like this kind of interesting i mean because like mom like we never really talked about drinking never like don't do this because you're gonna (laughs) run yourself off it was never like a big thing but it was probably just like inadvertently like i don't want to do this to upset my parents and get in trouble so I'm just going to kind of toe the line with it, but I know this is a this is a mom pod, but Dad was like that too. Where I remember on our senior trip, we it wasn't a senior trip through high school, but a bunch of us as seniors, we were going to go and take a, a trip to to Myrtle Beach or yeah. something like that somewhere Hilton Head, who knows where it was, <coughs> and it was probably like every Dazed and Confused movie <coughs> that you've ever seen or whatever. And we asked permission if we could go. And we were, you know, still in high school, so we're 18 at the most, maybe 17, something like that. Spring break, probably just turned 18. Yeah. And my dad sat us down, and he was like, look, um, you guys 
have the choice to be out of the house next year. And so I'm going to let you go. And I, I really hope that you guys make the right choices. And, hmm. um, I want you to, I, I, I like, I'm, I'm really proud of you and I want you to, to go and, and do this and, and have a good time, but make the right choices. And him just saying that to us, it was like super empowering mm-hmm. to, yeah. for him to go I, where I went and, I didn't have a drop of anything. I went and I was like, my dad's trusting me. I'm taking his <laughs> car. Like, I'm not going to go. And, but, like, I think that was, like, uh, if, you, you said, not. I don't want to disappoint my parents. It was like, yeah. I'll go on this trip, but I'm not going to. Dad is trusting me with this, and he thinks that I can walk a line on this trip. So You know, that's interesting because I now remember one thing, and I hope, Jonathan, we did that thing with you. <clears throat> the last year when the kids were in senior I, I think we caught, um, consciously say this year is the last year before you get to make all decisions. You, you're free to make decisions where you want to go and what all that. I just need you to be home by this time and things like that, and you're responsible. <coughs> um, so that was kind of interesting because helping them to ease into making decisions that are right. You also asked about something that my parents might have uh, so this kind of all tie in. You all are always covered by prayers for sure. You know, yeah. I think that has a lot to do with trusting that God would do those work too. But I remember seeing my parents when they came and visited us from Hong Kong, and Jonathan was just born shortly. And they, I would see them early in the morning. They will kneel by the bed and pray for us, and that is a big part in my mind that our kids are always covered, you know, now that they are all so far away from me anyway. So that's the best thing we could do. So I'm sure the prayers, God has a big part in holding you guys to a certain line, not go too extreme. But uh, <coughs> on that, Eva, I do want to shift to that question now since you brought it up. It's good. That's a good transition. What is something that your mom, everybody around here has a mom, or someone that played a, a role in their life? That, what is something that your mom taught you that you feel like you've passed on? I, I thought about that. This is not to say negatively about that, because while I was growing up, I'm the oldest of five, and then the sixth one came when I was 17. So mom and dad were very busy parenting. So you have to remember my dad, if he is living now, would be 99 years old. So this is a whole century before his, and it's Chinese. So pretty much while we were growing up, what he said is it. I have been, un, you know, spanking type. I've gone through that. And if we did not obey, I, I know that my brother got more of that. You know, it's pretty uh, severe. Uh, maybe not severe. Is no. What I said is what I said, you know. And when I remember is when I tried to explain why I was doing whatever I was doing, I had no chance to explain to him. No, you did something wrong. So that's one thing I did remember telling both kids that come talk to me. You know, I'm willing to listen, but you have to have the right attitude. I have. I'm the mom. You know, I'm the dad or whatever. So that that's one thing that I learned from a different angle from my parent that so I want like, to give how my I'm kids. gonna do it differently <clears throat> differently so gotcha. that's where I learned that so are you are you guys yippies 
What's that mean? <laughs> so one time I needed a, I had broken my cell phone and I needed oh. a <laughs> I didn't hear what you said, Chris. I was like, what? what? But now I don't. Keep going. <laughs> and John, John was like, hey, I think my mom has, has an old one you can use. And it was one of those like Nokia brick phones. And I put it in there. But at that point, like the SIM card or whatever you put in your phone, it still had all the contact list on there. And I said, oh, John, this is all preloaded with some contacts. I've got Yip Ye Yan, Yip Ye Fun, Yip Ye Yang, and Yip Ye John thought it was so funny. He was like, I have no idea who well, these people are. Well, Yip is are. a family name, yes. and family name is always go first. And also the family in Chinese family, if you have more sisters and more brothers, you know, siblings, all the siblings will have the same second word for their name. Usually our name is three words, yep. you know. So Yi, I'm Yi Fen, Yi Mei, Yi Guan, Yi Gun, Yi Yan. Well, that that was even better because I told that John thought it was hilarious. He goes, I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> Turns out they were his, his aunts and uncles. <laughs> and that funny part is also my mom or my, my dad's sister, um, my dad's brother and all that. If they have kids, their daughter will also start with Yi. Yi what, Yi what, Yi what. So, so you know that from looking at that, this is from the same family. Tree. Yeah. Well, Yip Yi Yan and I still keep in touch. Yip Yi Yan is my younger sister in California. <laughs> yep, yep. We've been to see her several times. Pen, pen pals. <laughs> pen pals. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so to the rest of you moms, what is something that your mom taught you uh, that you either passed on or maybe you did the opposite, maybe? My mom... Just, I think what I've passed on, and I hope my kids would say, is my mom really believed in me. I didn't ever think I couldn't do something. And just a real sense of joy in loving me, that I, that I was her daughter. Like, she gave me that. I hope my kids feel that. You know, they're the ones that have to answer that question. But she just was present. She just, she was present to love. And she wasn't super hyper controlling or managing. I had I had way too much freedom than I should have had. Um, but I knew I was loved by her. And that kind of want brought out in me wanting to be the best for her too, a little bit what you were you all were saying. And that's the thing that I I would say mostly, just this unconditional belief, love, faith, interest. In my well-being, um, faith definitely. But but I wrote down a couple of things. One was a funny Good. one, and one was a not. One was just a. Well, one was my mom passed on to me the word Sisadiki, and I didn't realize that it was <laughs> gender-related, and <laughs> used it. What's Sisadiki? Oh God! Uh, it's we your probably private can't area. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> she would say, "Make sure you." You know, when you take your bath and make sure that you wash your sisadiki. <laughs> and so I said it on to my children. I said in the bath, and Callie, the same thing. Make sure you take care of everything and wash your sisadiki. I said private part. I, I thought it just meant your private areas. Make sure everything. And so I had it in my head. That's what I did. And I passed that on to you guys. So you guys go to California. Or you go ahead. <laughs> it was We were on a trip to California, and uh, my 
dad's brother also married a Hispanic woman, and she speaks fluent Spanish. And somehow, I have no idea how that word would have come up, but it did. Do you know? Yeah, it was like we were senior seniors in high school, so we're out there that summer. We brought John, and we're like, I'm going to hit you in your sisadiki or something. <laughs> and it was said in the same way. And Irma's ears just go, tweet. And she goes, what did you just say? <laughs> we said, I'm a, I'm a junior CCDK. And she goes, you do not have a CCDK. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is for girls. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Irma and was like, defense, I, I like never had raps. heard her say that to my brothers. But I, I See, I would think Diki was male. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hit you in your CCDK. The further we get into this podcast, the real, more I realize just what bad children <laughs> go ahead mom but the other one uh of my mom um definitely she was a prayer warrior mm -hmm. always had her bible opened um prayed for again my twin brothers were quite the hellions just saying and made some choices that were not always great and um she was on her knees a lot for them and and uh for all of us but she my mom had been a dancer a tap dancer and stuff when she was little um Music had been something that she had always been around. She was a, she sang when I would go to my grandpa's house. All the, the, the uncles would have um, the Hawaiian guitars and the stuff, and that was always playing. It was a big house in L.A., and, and we would just listen to music, and that was always in the background, people talking at a table and music in the background. And um, we were just real uninhibited as far as dancing, singing. That happened in our house all the time. Um, so, and I, and she listened to our music. And I learned, grew up with big band, hymns of her music. And I feel like that was something that I passed on to you guys. I really took an interest. You guys, that one song you sang, you grew up with the Stones, the Seeker, and, and, and those kinds of things. And. You grew up enjoying our music from your dad's and mine era, and and I kind of grew up enjoying yours. We had the original Napster thing. I remember that playing, and you would say, Mom, listen to this, and we would just play it, and dance was just part of it. So I, I just really appreciate that. That's a legacy in our family of mm. dance and music and <coughs> stuff that just happened. And, I mean, we're on the boat this past week, you know, and that one song comes up, and we are dancing around, and... We put on um, that other song, and man, Reese and Sawyer, it's like, yes, and they're up there, and it's dance party on the boat, and I just, music fills our lives. I love the music that you guys all do. We've probably been some of your biggest groupies in those early years, Callie sitting on a speaker, you know, um, um, yeah, just music and dance and the fun that and life that that brings, you know, yeah. that she did. You saying that triggers something else very similar to the spring break story with dad. I remember the first time, you know, we grew up in an era buying CDs and dad was a youth pastor growing up. So we listened to a lot of Christian music, a lot of things like that. But I remember the first time, do you remember being in Target <laughs> and her letting us pick a, here's your word, John, a secular, <laughs> a secular band. And mom let us pick, we must have been middle school, early middle school. She let us pick a, uh, a band that was out there amongst them, as they say. <laughs> and she looked at it and she opened it up. She read through it. She thumbed through the pages and she was like, 
okay. And I think both of those albums had parental advisory stickers on them. But she was like, she had to look through it and say, okay, you'll we're, we'll listen like we'll listen to this in the car. Like she had to be present. Like it didn't have to be a hidden thing or anything yeah. like that. Mm. Yeah, which was a lot of music. Mine were very my empowered. music was hidden. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I'm sorry to railroad you. <laughs> no, you didn't railroad me at all. Uh, I remember I had borrowed some CDs from Tom Pavlik, and I think amongst them were like, I mean, it was definitely like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. I mean, just yeah. Eva favorites. And Eva favorites. And she came, she had, I guess it was like cleaning something from my room or something. And she was just like, um, excuse me, what's this? And now mom loves Tupac. It's funny. Um, but <laughs> what no. CD was it, Aunt Kathy? That you, uh, Andrew, I he might have told us on the podcast, but oh, you like yeah. snap. He borrowed a CD from someone and you snapped it. In half in it was front like Busta Rhymes or something like that. It was, yes, that's what it was. That's what it was. I oh, think he borrowed it. Two stories there that you're putting together, mixing together. Yes, I did find a CD in Andrew's backpack. Okay. The day he came home from school and left his backpack on the floor, and I. Unzipped it, looked in there. There's a CD. And I just I put it in the. It was burned. It was not. Uh-huh. You know, it was from Chris and Britt. <laughs> <laughs> For we sure, were, we were the the what was it? Fellowship of FCA leaders there, just passing out burned CDs <laughs> to kids. So I just put it in the CD player in the in our living room. He, Andrew had gone up to his room, and I put it. In <laughs> and started playing it and went. Oh. Oh no. Wow. And then I just cranked it up really loud and about 10 minutes later he comes walking down the stairs with his head low like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's I have, really good i have two visual pictures of johnny one of them is playing the guitar while he was like a two or three year joshua fit the battle up jericho <laughs> okay but then the other one is a very interesting one it's kind of show his personality real early um he wanted to turn the volume up, listening to his music, whatever it was. He was a little kid, you know, so it's a, it's the family thing right there. And I said, no, that's too loud. Come on, turn it down a little bit. And he, nope, he didn't want to. When I turned it down, guess what he did? He turned it totally off. He said, I cannot have it. Like, I can see it. If I cannot have it, I'm not going to have it. Ooh. Is that you know? That now we're getting to in, the real truth about that's you. a real interesting <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> personality. Uh, that I thought that came out real early. If I cannot have it the way I am, then I would rather not have. It. I'm gonna go <laughs> put myself to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of interesting. I, I I did not think any negative or positive. It's just like what well, interesting little trait there, you know. Kathy. Hmm. Um, my mom passed away about 33 years ago, sadly. Mm. So um, Andrew was about a year and a half. So mm. I had, to, had a great life with her. She was um, she loved her family so much. Um, I wish I had. I feel like I was a way more uptight parent than she was, which is I wish I had gotten that from her. But I think um, well, I come from a long line of of Christ followers, people of faith. And so them, my parents modeling that for me was definitely something we attempted to pass on to our kids. And, um, and also, um, my mom loved serving people. So that's one thing I, I think I caught from her was just being others focused and, uh, aware, just having an awareness of people around her and serving them. And she valued her friendships a lot. So it was always getting together with them, and uh, I see my kids doing that. I think they're amazing at it, just sort of being 
aware of others and treating people well. So, Just to those uh, that might be listening that don't come from a faith perspective, my mom didn't, I mean, I'm sure she prayed for me, but, but, but my home wasn't a very faith-based <coughs> home. It was a love-based home. Mm. And I heard someone say one time, you know, it's better to be raised by parents, this may be controversial, who aren't Christians but are, real, are good parents than parents that are Christians that are really bad parents. Mm. You know, you can take that for whatever it's worth. But I, I just think, you know, like for, for those of us that are on that journey of kind of trying to figure it out, but are really good at loving God uses, I mean, he uses anything, but I don't, you know, you all had, some of you had the gift of really being prayed for. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that really wasn't my story with my parents, but they were just good parents. They just provided mm-hmm. good boundaries, lots of love, really believed in us. And that opened the door for me to find God myself and then actually be used in their life to help them Mm -hmm. put a name to what they really valued in their lives. So good word. It was really good. Well, love is always wins. Love always. If it's the first thing or the last thing you think about, that would be awesome. The bonus of most of you around here had these great parents who had faith and Well, and it would be easy to um, lit. For me personally, it would be easy to live in guilt and shame for the mistakes that I have made. And knowing that I live under grace and Mm -hmm. that I can, it's one thing we valued was when when Gorgon and I would blow it, we would go to our kids and apologize. Mm -hmm. Sorry, we really, we blew it (coughs) and we're sorry. And here's how we're going to try to make that right. So living under that kind of value, I think was is helpful for me. I, I can I can hopefully see where I've where I could do better, and then and then ask for forgiveness when I need to, and move on from there. Well, it is neat now, even as we are at this age with you all growing up. You know, it's hard to believe that our kids are forties, you know, close to forty or something. That um, the firm believe that God's continuously working in their lives. Right. And the thing is, God is continuously working in my lives, mm-hmm. you know. And oftentimes I would say, when I was at their age, where was I if faith-wise or even developed as a person? So to give them time, give God time, that is really release a lot of anxious thoughts about them, watching them, you know, be parents, trusting that they will get through that just like we are, you know, and still learning, so... Is a is a is a really good place where my heart is. I'm curious, mom. Mom's uh, it's just one side of the of the coin. <clears throat> there for you guys. What role your husbands played in the parenting process? Whether that was something that that did they share the load? Were they the ones that went off to work and and studied nuclear fission, or uh, <laughs> were they in charge of the? diapers potty training i'm i'm right in the middle of potty training our our last one so we're like inches away from never buying a diaper again and uh oh man it's a good day so was that was that a shared load there not uh 
Not to use a, a term there that's... <laughs> we actually did, get this, some people won't even know what this is. We did cloth diapers. Oh, wow. We too, with Stephanie. Yes. I guess that was still working well its way out of the culture at that in 35 years ago. It's coming back yeah, in. Yeah, but that was your, you it chose cloth diapers. There were, yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't so have to, we chose it. Yeah. yeah. We chose mm-hmm. it, definitely. But it was still somewhat, people oh, knew yeah. what they were. Um so we, so Gordon, he was great. He would, he would change them, and he would get his hands in the toilet water and squeeze them Oof. and bring them out, and oh yeah, pooping everything. Gordosh, amazing. I know a lot of people that still do them now. I just really? think that's okay. it, it's kind of trendy. Huh. It, well, it's the yeah, like I mean, the amount of diapers we go through a day, a week, a month, like it's uh-huh. it's insane. So I kind of get it, but. I'd rather keep my hands poop free. Yes. <laughs> Especially knowing Andrew's diet now and his, <laughs> and, his, and his schedule. If it was anything like that back in the day, I don't know how you all did no, it. No, at that time, awful. she got to control what was going on. Yeah. It was awful. It was really bad. I know. Tate came up with the answer and said, no, I didn't. I said, yes, you did. Actually, you changed the diapers the first time, Johnny. Oh, you talked about this? With, with Tate? <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> I, he, he gave me answers. But, uh, <laughs> but he said he said he didn't. I said, "Oh, you changed his diaper the first time he um, shoot up. It was shoot up to your face." <laughs> shoot up. <laughs> Haven't used that term that again. <laughs> the first he? time he shoot up, he shoot up to your face. <laughs> you can really, edit that out, That's but you know. That's the. But you know how it is. <laughs> But most of the time, you know, I have, we have to say, you know, the, because we changed their diaper the most of the time. But he was willing to help. Okay. John yeah. is, uh, to me, I think John has appeared before he was a parent. He didn't seem all that interested in babies and whatnot. And then seeing him the first time when they came and visited and they stayed at our house. And I was just like, I was in the kitchen. He was across the hallway because Natalie was like, will you, will you change her? He was like, oh, did you do a little mustard? <laughs> and I was like, wow. Same here. Uh, I kind of like watching him like, wow. And then he was filing her fingernail with this little thing. <laughs> here. And she <laughs> shot right to his face. I oh, know. God. It's amazing. <laughs> I was on an airplane. Uh, well, I guess, I mean, Rooney was still really young at this point we were flying somewhere and she needed a diaper change so i just took her to the bathroom on the airplane and changed her and when i came back out the stewardess was just like hey helpful dad way to go and i was like come on now listen I'm competent <laughs> Don't all that it's 2023 come on patriarchy's dead <laughs> i did that once on an airplane the stewardess was like uh was that poop I was like, yeah. She goes, did you put it in the trash can over there? I was like, yeah. And she was like, ah. She was like, I was going to give you this bag. I was like, well, I didn't I was going to open up the hatch for you to throw it. <laughs> I was like, what am I supposed to do? I wasn't going to bring it back into the cabin. Yeah. <laughs> was Silver Fox somebody who got down and dirty? That's yeah. what they called dad. Oh, yeah. For, for 15 Fox. years. <laughs> Yes, he yes he did, and and the gift one of the gifts of um, adopting was that, you know, of course I didn't breastfeed, so um, John really was involved in mm, feeding yeah. night feedings and stuff, and and we really shared that, and I, I really loved that. Like I just I loved that he always had that time with the kids, 
especially in the middle of the night <laughs> when I could sleep. But he was he was very involved. I mean, he worked a lot more and all that kind of stuff. But I would go off and travel on weekends, uh, speaking and doing things, and they would have the best time. I mean, they never got out of their onesies, their pajamas. They stayed in the <laughs> He would take them to the food court, which I would never do. I mean, we, we drove through with one option. But he was like, yeah, pick anything. So, well, I, you know, I have kind of those memories. I, I'm sure they do, too. Your dad was the same way. We talk about that all the time. We're pretty good team players. Mm. But with twins, especially, <laughs> people would say, how did you do it? How did you do it? And it's like, they, you guys were the first, so ignorance is bliss. We didn't know any different, you know. So other than when, I mean, he was in Bible college and working uh, when you guys were born. So... He would take a lot of the night shifts. We had done breastfeeding a little bit, and it hadn't worked out. So bottle feeding was something that was happening, too. So he was like, you know, and he did a lot of that as well. And uh, just getting you guys anywhere, if we wanted to be anywhere, we had to team team it up. And, mm-hmm. get, you know, you do this, I'll do this. You wipe their faces, I'll get their diapers on, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. And then with Callie, the same way. I mean, she was 10 years later. And um, you guys, to be honest, by that point at 10 years difference, you guys were quite the helpers for, mm-hmm. for Callie as well. I thought it was great daddy training for you guys, I think, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we were Loved we were that little girl. Mm-hmm. Still do. Yeah. They uh, loved her toys. You know, <laughs> what's, Callie, what's Callie getting for Christmas? Always fun. But, um, yeah, so Dad and I were definitely team team on all of that. I think we've just got a couple more questions here that we'll round it out. Um, I'm I'm going to ask this one just because we're, we're all some of us may be headed in this direction. How did you prepare to parent sons or kids going into adolescence or puberty? Asking for a friend here. Thought you might bypass that. One. <laughs> <laughs> we can bypass it. Well, all of you guys have girls. I'm terrified. You... Well, I don't think it matters. Oh, it doesn't. No, I mean I think when you're preparing your kid for adolescence I think you just really start young so so that the conversations of your body transitioning and what matters Nathan's giggling over there he may have a whole different story but we 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 had those books remember mm-hmm. <laughs> that would wisdom whacker no no that would introduce topics and so, changing bodies and yeah changing yeah. bodies and all those kinds of things but i think we tried to start early and so that so that the conversation and wasn't awkward yeah you know i mean it was awkward i i'm sure i did things like with a boy kind of i yeah i don't want to be specific but I will. (laughs) (laughs) This is kind of a gross story, but uh, we had a dog um, when I was probably in middle school or high school. She like loved to lick like um, fabric and comforters and stuff. And she would just like stay up all night, just like licking, licking my comforter in my bed. And it would become kind (laughs) of, you know, uh, (laughs) Johnny's, um, it would would become kind of um, hard. Right. And so I remember my, my mom is in my room like doing something and she was like, hey, I just want you to know, like, it's all like 
everything that's happening in your body is very, very normal, very natural. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what, you, what are we talking about here? And she was like, well, I just, I, you know, I saw your comforter. I was like, well, that was the dog. And she's like, okay, but like, I just want you to know <laughs> that it's very, <laughs> very normal, that. very natural. I was like, I swear to God, it was the dog. <laughs> <laughs> My word. <laughs> <laughs> but I still don't think to this day she believes me. I was like, Pearl licks my comforter. <laughs> <laughs> Helen's like cracking sheets over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, That's a fan right now. Oh, my God. I was just like, Nathan, where are you going with this story? <laughs> Go, I was going where you thought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that's just that's just tattooed on my brain that conversation. I was like, it was the dog. <laughs> I swear. What uh, idea? You guys, I don't even know if you would remember. You were because we were still in Minnesota then, so you'd have been six. But we would do a date. Like I would just, and I think I was kind of doing that along the lines of, you were always together, so to do make you feel special, do something separate but and it wasn't we didn't have a lot of money but i remember taking each of you there was because we lived way out in the sticks it's not in the sticks now but it was then to there was a mcdonald's along highway five there i think and we would i would have you open the door for me and we would go in and you you were, would say mom what do you want and i don't know that you remember that i remember it very much it was just a fun doing a date and teaching you about wow. opening the door what? One-on-one? One-on-one. So I would take you, and then another time I would take you. And Dad would stay and do something different with you. And that was just kind of the beginnings of trying to bring out some individuality in you. <laughs> speak, sort of. But um, that you weren't always just a unit of two. And, um, and then to just start that process of things that you should do for your mom, open the door, do for a woman, you know, open the door and just manners things like that and that kind of started the now that you're not you weren't adolescent then but it was just pre-prep mm-hmm. you know, it might mm-hmm. weird but people were always uh may have been nervous for us around their sons but i don't think any dad was ever nervous for us to be around their daughters mm-hmm. because we were always like very much very polite like opening doors and and yeah. b- walking somebody to yeah. the door or whatnot yeah. things like that yeah that was that was a thing you did not leave a girl at the door, you uh, um, you know, see ya as they got out of their car. That was a big one with us. If you walk somebody mm. all the way, you make sure they get all the <coughs> way in. You don't drive away. Callie had a friend, and they were just friends, this guy, and they had gone somewhere together, and he pulled up, and we <laughs> there had been helicopters above in our neighborhood and stuff like that, and he said, we better get you home and sit there, and she's digging her key out, and he pulled out. And, man, I was... Mm-hmm. And I said, next time, I said, you take my daughter somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> you will wait. You will walk her to the door, and you will wait till she's inside. And he said, yes, ma'am. I said, okay, great. We're all good now. Good job. <laughs> There's but, Mama Bear. Uh, yeah, I said, there it is. Mama Bear is there. Mm-hmm. I know, John, you only have a few minutes, so we'll end on this question. So I'd like to ask, it, it has been said in some ways you eventually become your parent. Do you find that to be true or untrue? In what way? And then I'd like to you, you guys to get what is your favorite memory of your own mother? Mm. John, you and, and Nathan can answer this as well if you want. Wait, so Chris, is the question to the moms about how are they their parents or how are us as the kids 
like our parents. Mainly, mainly to mainly to the moms here. I'd, I'd love to get yeah. your all's perspective on this, but but uh, how we're like our yeah. moms. The 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 but four I mean, of us on this side of the uh, table have are now parents, so there's probably we're getting to that point where we're like, oh, I remember my mom doing this with me, or I remember <laughs> my dad doing this exact same thing. So I, I'm saying you can answer it if you want. Well, the first thing is, so we just came back from a family trip. All of us got to go together. <laughs> and my mom used to, especially when she was frustrated or trying, she would go, and there were four of us siblings, and she'd say, Georgina, Arthur, David. And I would just stand there and look at her with this smirk on my face till she find I wasn't going to say a word till she'd get to my name. Just, <laughs> they would all just start spitting out. And I'd just look at her. Rachel and I said yes mom you know so we're sitting at the table and I can't remember which one I want to say it was you but this week and I started saying oh that was so funny what Reese Sawyer but Brennan did and you I think it was you and you just kind of looked at me and I said it doesn't get any better than this it is downhill from here babe and I said, because I remember so that is that that the more people that are in your family, you're pulling out a name from everyone. And I definitely, that was my mom, and that is way definitely me. So that's just a fun thing that I remember about here and just make fun of her. <laughs> just right the now. Rolodex of names. And I'm like, yep. oh, God, I'm my mom. I'm doing it now, too. <laughs> you know? Anyway, that was a fun one. I always, um, I always remember this about mom being, and some of it, like we kind of talked about, like the Goodwill thing, but. I remember one time I really wanted a pair of Batman shoes. I was young. I mean, this was back when we were at Troy Trail. And you made me a pair. You bought, like, they were like little vans, like white slip-ons. They were all white. And you painted, like, Batman stuff on them. And I was just like, whoa, these are so cool. They're like custom Batman shoes. And that is something, like, I see it in myself all the time. I am, especially when it comes to, like, clothes, I'm a customizer. Like, this might be sound wasteful, but I got a pair of shoes knowing that I was going to, like, I wanted to dye them. I wanted to try, like, a color dye, and I was like, this is 100% from my mom. Like, it's even <laughs> if it's something new, like, I want to customize it to make it more my own. And what's funny is I see Rooney doing this, too. Now, right now, it's a little less, like, <laughs> intentional. I cannot tell you how many times she's picked up, like, a little toy or, like, oh, she'll be like, oh, look, I've got this little bracelet. Hey, will you take these things off for me? Like, take this thing off. She wants to, like, customize her toys and her experiences and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure she got that from me, and I'm 100% positive I got that from you. <laughs> so Thanks it's just like, for telling. Yeah. It's just, like, a funny thing. Like, I I remember one time you got those pair of Toms, and you had painted, like, the soles of them red. And I was like, why did you do that? She's like, I just wanted them to look different. I was like, that makes it's sense. It's black shoes and yeah. that's white rim and get dirty real quick. So I want it. No, I got Red. it from you. So I paint. Got it from she you. She said you did, but that—that's one part that I remember just fondly. Anytime you know, you got a lot of that. Just very creative. <coughs> he would just cut up boxes and make things, play things with it. Oh yeah. And he will cut up his jean and seam it up with glue. And I said, <laughs> um, but then he will also come back and say, "Will you do this for me? You know, put this, sew this up together, and all that." So that's the one part that I really remember fondly because I left home at 20 and my mom and dad were really um, <clears throat> uh, at that time very busy with the other five kids. You know, I I don't have much memory with 
her growing up, you know, we only saw them a couple times here and there, and now she's turning 95. We're going to see her, you know, uh, in a couple of weeks. She had just traveled to California for six months. So my <coughs> memories will keep building now, but not when I was growing up. But one last thing that I want to talk about, John, was um, <coughs> when he was born, it was a sigh of relief. At the time, we did not find out gender. You know, with Stephanie, we were tickled to death. But then the second one, we really needed, wanted a son because of the Asian family, you know, the one that passed the name. And it turned out, you all know that Tate was adopted. So it turned out when he was born, he was a son. And the sigh of relief and relief on me is so <laughs> huge. I couldn't even describe it. Because on both sides of the family, both family, the adopted one and the birth one, He's the only son that carried the name. So so he is special in that sense, too. So he was always special to us. Yeah. Yeah, so if we say special, I mean, Nathan certainly was such evidence of God's faithfulness to us, longing for kids and not being able to have them. And uh, his name means gift from God. And he has just carried that, you know, for us. He's just has been that and like like all of our kids are but it's there's something about the first one too I mm -hmm. think as all parents here you just you you wait and anticipate and um that makes me think about mm -hmm. the gratitude of mm -hmm. of these kids in your life and what they teach you and who they help you become mm -hmm. still becoming of your mom favorite memory of her if you were to like somebody asks you about your mom you have one story to tell about her what's the one you're telling gosh that's really hard and this feels really vulnerable to share but it may be saying goodbye to her mm -hmm. and holding her as she really literally breathed her last breaths being at the very end mm -hmm. um, and being so proud of her. And I remember holding her while she laid in that bed. I just reached down and enveloped her and held her like she had held me so many times. And I just said, you did a really great job. And you can rest. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I wear her wedding band, and I just have so much gratitude because she really doesn't know everything that she was proud of me for has so much to do mm. with her presence in <coughs> my life. She was an amazing woman because she parented me as a mother-in-law for 40 years. She actually was a f kind of a parent to me my mom, I was 31 when my mom passed away, so that's just, I, I never thought about that, but um, yeah, Jenny Denmark was pretty amazing. I, um, for my own mom, Andrew was a baby. Rooney. <laughs> Sorry. Rooney. Sorry, Kathy. She is, yeah. though. Say hi. She's the star. Hi. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're going to be quiet. We're going to let Miss Kathy talk. 
Um, so Andrew was a baby, and so I did get to see. It must be amazing to watch your kids become parents. I, I'm not there yet. So just that seems I'm watching you all watch your kids become parents. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wide-eyed with wonder <laughs> and, like, what what is that going to be like? But So I got to watch my mom be a grandparent for just about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't – when I left home, I was 18. I went to college, and then I got married, and I never went back. I kind of was – eager not eager but I, I wasn't sad to be leaving my home I was ready to I mean I was ready to, to, to get going on life and uh so but when I watched her grandparent my son Andrew I was like you are an incredible mom mm-hmm. <laughs> just everything that I learned I learned so much just from that year and a half watching mm-hmm. her be a grandmother mm-hmm. and um so I, I actually think about that all the time. Like, mm. I, I you know, hoping that I <coughs> become a grandmother someday, I'll get to do that. But uh, the one way that I'm like her is we both have a similar temperament. We're both sort of introverted and sort of task-oriented people. But she liked to be able to tell a joke every now and then, but she could <laughs> never finish the joke. She couldn't finish it? She could never finish the joke because she would start laughing. And... <laughs> I do that. I cannot. I, I, I practice my jokes. <laughs> I'm like, Kathy, don't start laughing. And I start laughing every time. Her favorite joke was one, and I don't even remember the punchline, but it involved two men standing at a urinal. And, and one turned to the other to talk to him, and he's, uh, you know what he did with his with his shabushka, whatever that was. Shizzer duck. Should have been shabushka. <laughs> that, is, that is the male term. <laughs> we had shabushkas. We called them CCD. <laughs> but anyway, she oh would start laughing and could not finish the joke, couldn't do the punchline. So that's the favorite amazing. memory I have of her. Yeah. Okay, Chris wanted to share just a couple of stories. Andrew texted us a couple of stories. Andrew, unfortunately, could not be on this episode. He is driving back from Nashville, even though we moved the entire date for him. <laughs> He's on his way back. He couldn't make it. It's hard to get everybody in one place at one time, but he did share some uh, some stuff that he wanted us to, to share with Kathy. So, Kathy, this is for you. Andrew, I said, we're wrapping up now. Any favorite memory that you want to share about Kathy? And he said, a few. One, I now have an immense appreciation for using the entire ramen noodle seasoning packet after <laughs> a childhood of only being allowed to use half of it. <laughs> Because she said she'd taste it and go, that's too salty. They don't need that much salt. They don't need that. That's awesome. Uh, number two, a high-quality home-cooked haircuts and craftsman Halloween costumes. <laughs> I, would, I would believe that out of Kathy. Three, after saying I would not be allowed to move back home as an adult, she had me back twice. Mm. Once as an injured 24-year-old after a fall and once yeah. as a married, displaced, home reno 31-year-old. Thanks, Mom. I love you. Oh, Andrew. Oh, my goodness. I just want to say on behalf of everybody here, thank you all very much for joining us and having this conversation. Again, this is mainly a comedic storytelling podcast, but the relationship that the five of us have, it's vast and it's it's there's a lot of history there, obviously, as we're able to, to tell these stories, but there is a unique tie to each of our families Mm -hmm. and we love getting to tell it so you you laughed at that this is really mainly for our own entertainment (laughs) like we're not uh i mean it's more of just a cataloging of stories and i would say that's neat uh when when i think of it's funny because i think that you you 
Mm. I'll get a little choked up. <laughs> um, I, I think that you don't realize what you miss about some people until I think maybe you see it in other people. So um, it's been fun watching my kids interact with you. Um, just because I remember, you know, Grams didn't have a lot. She lived in a mobile home in Kentucky, or excuse me, she lived in a mobile home in California, and but she she had a lot of love, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, going to her place was about as fun as going to Disneyland, just because you know you were there was it was a safe place, mm. and I look at Reese and Blythe and Bo and the way that they interact with you and the way that they're excited to go to grandma's house and the way that they kind of light up and uh, I for sure I go oh like that's that's grandma that's grams and everybody knew grant my grandma she was we always joke that she was grandma to everyone everyone knew her as grams not a lot of people called her Nellie people just called her grams so We've have said before that that's you know you have been mom to a lot of people you know present company included so mm. um, and I think that that's something that you share I think I, I can remember times even you know the week before she passed like going to you t- you talk about just how much you know she loved dancing we would go we did the Lexington this thing called swinging on Main where they'd shut down Main Street and they would bring in a band and you just and, and I remember dancing with her around in in the square there so it was it was just a lot of fun like that's kind of etched in my memory there's not a lot there's not suffering there's not like long drawn out it's just like she's such a, kind of a picture of life in that so um we we are pre-recording this for Mother's Day so wherever you find yourself Whenever you find yourself listening to this, we wanted to take a, a moment just to encourage our mothers and for all of you guys just to say, I know that you, you may not have the relationship with your mom that, that we do or, or your grandmother, but chances are that there's, there's someone in your life that's played a role of mom, be it a mm-hmm. grandparent. Kathy, mm-hmm. I loved what you were saying of Jenny playing that role to you that, that was missing. Um, mm-hmm. So be it a grandparent, an aunt, a friend, maybe even a dad, mm-hmm. um, whoever that is, maybe just just let them know the impact that they've made in your life. And we wanted to take a moment to say thank you for the sacrifices that you guys have made, the the dirty diapers, the long nights, the awkward conversations, <laughs> and uh, it was the dog. <laughs> it was it was the dog. <laughs> so. We love you very much. Thanks, love you. Love y'all. Love y'all. The first thing I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing and a youngin's dream of growing up to ride. On a freight train leaving town, not knowing where I'm bound, no one could steer me right but Mama tried. One and only rebel child. From a family meek and mild My mama seemed to know what lay in store Despite all my Sunday learning Toward the bed I kept on turning Till mama couldn't hold me anymore And I turned 21 in prison Doing life without parole And no one could steer me right Mama tried, mama tried Mama tried to raise me better 
Cause mama 